Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I am kind of excited about today, more than usual. I mean, I'm excited usually every day. But I yes- can hear it in your voice. <laughs> yesterday, we... <laughs> We just talked about how Psalm 25, because of this acrostic nature and that final comment that's at the the very end of the psalm, demonstrates David's desire for this to be used for worship, for prayer, for praise, for meditation, for everyone. To help people remember it. And so you were telling me about a special translation of the psalms that you have in your library that was specifically designed to make it um, accessible for I don't necessarily want to say modern worship because I'm not sure we can say 1600s is modern anymore, but modern compared to ancient Israel. So tell us tell us about this particular translation of the Psalms that you're going to read from today and then uh, read it for us. Yeah, so I have a copy here. It's actually a facsimile reprint of the Bay Psalm book. Now, this is the first book printed in the colonies, printed at Cambridge in New England in 1640. And the purpose of this book was to be the hymnal or the Psalter for the New England Puritans. They would take this and they would sing a cappella, metrical psalms, congregational singing in their worship. And so the effort was to take the 150 canonical psalms, have a translation into English, but then set them in a meter, in a rhyme, uh, so that they could be easily easily sung, easily remembered, easily meditated upon. So that everyone could use them to worship and pray and praise. Exactly. That exactly. is so cool. It okay. is super cool. It is super cool. So kind of in that spirit then of uh, the way this psalm is set to help people remember, I'm going to read Psalm 25 from the Bay Psalm book. I lift my soul to thee, O Lord. My God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed, nor let my foes joy over me. Yea, all that wait on thee shall not be filled with shamefulness, but they shall be ashamed all who without cause transgress. Thy ways, Jehovah, make me know. Thy paths make me discern. Cause me my steps to order well in thy truth and me learn. For thou, God of my saving health, O thee I wait all day. Thy bowels, Lord, and thy mercies mind, for they are for I. Sins of my youth remember not, neither my trespasses. After thy mercy mind thou me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Good and upright God is, therefore will sinners teach the way. The meek he'll guide in judgment, and will teach the meek his way. Jehovah's paths they mercy are, all of them truth also, to them that keep his covenant and testimonies do. For thy name's sake, O Jehovah, freely do thou remit mine own perverse iniquities, because that great is it. Who fears the Lord? Him he will teach, the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, his seed, as heirs the earth shall use. The secret of God is with those that do him reverence, and of his covenant he them will give intelligence. Mine eyes continually are upon Jehovah set, for it is he that will bring forth my feet out of the net. Unto me, wards, turn thou thy face, and on me mercy show, because I solitary am, afflicted, poor also. My heart's troubles enlarged are, 
from my distress me bring. See mine affliction and my pain and pardon all my sin. Mark my foes, for they many are, and cruelly me hate. My soul keep free me, nor let me be shamed who on thee wait. Let fondness and uprightness keep me, for I trust in thee. Israel from his troubles all, O God, do thou set free. Wow, that was hard. You did a good job. <laughs> so when you're reading facsimile, you are reading the King's English, and there is some archaic, there's some archaic printing and even fonts there. Yeah, yeah. So I certainly appreciate everyone's close attention to that, and you'll notice it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that was interesting. So that was that was a lesson all in itself, just to hear as they were trying to walk through that process. You can understand why. Um, Unto Thee, O Lord, is a much more popular song than that. <laughs> well, yeah, and you just say, they're like, you know what, let's just take the first two verses and we're going to make a song out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the things that I really want to get at, though, is just this this notion of prayer. Okay. And yesterday we recognized this as a prayer primer. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fascinating to hear this attempt back in the 1600s of making this a prayer or a song that could be sung at any time. So I want to think about some lessons on prayer today and tomorrow as we wrap up our week. The first one that I want to bring up is this: just this idea of what is it that I'm praying for? Okay. Because oftentimes for me, prayer is, I mean, it really is self-focused. It just way too often is. I mean, I've learned enough to know that I'm supposed to start with glorifying God, and that's probably the number one lesson on prayer. We find that throughout the Psalms entirely. Even as you say that, and this is not a disagreement, but I do find it interesting. This particular one, I almost think, starts more with a surrender. Mm. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. And now there's tons of reasons to glorify him. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, there's there's this uh, humbling, I guess, before God. Well, it, it, you can't glorify God without humbling self. So true. Those two things go together. One of the things that I get out of this, though, it, is it blows my mind. He does he does mention in the first couple of verses the enemies, and he's going to get back to that. But mm-hmm. wow, the prayer takes off in full in verse four. In yeah. verse four, we see what he is focused on, what he is homing in on with his prayer. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. Mm. What What is the number one request that he has? I want to know you. Yeah. I want to know your way. I want to walk on your way. The number one thing I have is not, hey, take my sickness away today. My number one thing is not, hey, get the termites out of my house. That's what we're dealing with right now. The number one thing Time stamp. is not uh, all, all these other things that we can bring up. The number one thing is, Lord, you have a way. I want to know it. Absolutely. I want to know your ways. And while I think about the Proverbs that talks about the power of wisdom, um, this is tied specific. It's it's not in any general term. Lord, give me wisdom. This is about I want to know your way, your path. And it's stated about the Lord again and again and again. 
It's interesting that you bring up the Proverbs and wisdom, because one of the statements that a lot of folks bring up is this whole acrostic nature of the psalm is usually used in wisdom literature. There you go. It's not something you would normally expect as a prayer, per Mm -hmm. se, but in that wisdom literature, Psalm 119, we typically view as a wisdom psalm, and it's the premier acrostic psalm in the Psalter. So what a great connection that here we have this acrostic psalm saying, teach me your ways. I want to know your path. When you come to Psalm 119, another acrostic psalm, and it's all about where his way is to be found, where his word is taught. This really places the psalm smack in the middle of the theme that we started with Psalm 1, because how does the Psalter begin? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, blessed is the man who does not walk in the way of sinners. Right. Okay, we want to be in God's way, and the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, and what does he do? He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And here in Psalm 25, it's all about God acting for his name's sake. And what is it? Teach me your way. This is basically, this is like the pragmatic, practical explanation of what he said back in Psalm 23. In Psalm 23, it's this wonderfully emotive, comforting picture of a shepherd Mm -hmm. who just leads us and guides us through his paths of righteousness, even when his paths of righteousness take us to the valley of the shadow of death. Now we find out practically and pragmatically how he leads us. He leads us by teaching his way, by revealing his truth. In Deuteronomy, it said that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. And Jesus used that in defending against the temptation that the devil placed before him. And I see that here in Psalm 25, that first and foremost, before any other need or concern, there is a prayer and request to know the word and the way of God. And notice, talking about that connection with wisdom literature, do you remember, Andrew, and we actually find this in another psalm as well, what is the beginning of wisdom? The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And Psalm 25 and verse 12 says, Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. Mm. It's the one who fears the Lord. We talked in an earlier conversation about the humility, the recognition of sin. And again, we're seeing Psalm 25 now as that as that response to Psalm 24. I, I don't actually, I don't like the word response. I'm not sure exactly what word I want to use here, but that anticipated objection. I want to climb the hill, but I've messed it up. Where am I now? I need to be the person who understands I'm a sinner Mm -hmm. and therefore fears the Lord Mm -hmm. and humbles himself before the Lord because that's the person that he teaches to be able to walk on the way. What way? Well, that way back in Psalm 24 that goes right up the holy hill of the Lord to be able to stand in his holy place. And so no matter where you are today, you have the opportunity to humble yourself, to seek him out and seek his way. He will teach you. He will lead you. Well, we hope that you're having a a great day today and seeking the will of the Lord. We appreciate so much the feedback on the text talk. We always love to hear from the listeners. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Email us at text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Why don't we have a word of prayer as we close out, Edwin? Holy God, we want to humble ourselves before you. We are too often proud and full of ourselves and our own self-righteousness. 
we recognize that apart from you, apart from your forgiveness, apart from your strength and your discipline, apart from your grace, we cannot have that righteousness. And so, Lord, we bow before you. Be merciful to us. We are the sinners. Lord, we fear you. We give our allegiance to you. We revere you. Thank you for loving us and forgiving us. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I don't think you're ever the one that makes this go long. <laughs> you didn't have to agree with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, because uh, that, that actually took a while. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> and I have great faith in your ability to edit this thing and just... <laughs> the heart of it all right so i'm just gonna mark on here edit a lot edit (laughs) liberally